29th of September 2019, 12.02 p.m. My name is James and this is Slobfest. Welcome, welcome back. It's your weekly dose of weirdness and exploration into the minds of strange people doing strange things. Uh, I was sent a story this week and uh, all I've read so far is the headline. And if you follow on the socials, which have changed, by the way, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all now at one weird podcast, O-N-E weird podcast. Um, so you follow along there. Yeah, th- this article, it's like 11 pages long. I made like a, an Instagram story briefly about whether I should do a whole episode on it or not. So essentially, I'm just going to hit record and read it because it's it's essentially the plot to a real life it's the plot to a horror movie, a horror movie called Orphan, but it happened in real life, so I'm super excited. <laughs> and um, hey, if this comes out as an episode, then we did it, and it um, worked out, and if it didn't, then hey, it didn't. Indiana mother who adopted six-year-old Ukrainian girl with dwarfism has been charged with abandonment but claims her daughter was found to be a 22-year-old sociopath masquerading as a child. The entire plot to the horror film Orphan. The article says it has all the elements of a horror movie. An unsuspecting Christian couple adopts an adorable little girl only to discover she's an adult sociopath masquerading as a child. Uh, It has all the elements of a horror movie because this was a horror movie. Orphan. Let me just Google when I'm not just screaming that someone is an orphan. It's it's a film. Devastated by the loss of their unborn baby, Kate and John decide to adopt a child at the orphanage. Both feel drawn to a little girl named Esther, and soon the couple take their new daughter home. But when a dangerous series of events unfolds, Kate begins to suspect that there's something evil lurking behind the child's angelic exterior. Just a bit of a synopsis there of the of the film uh, Orphan. If the premise sounds familiar, that's because it's virtually the exact plot of 2009 big screen chiller Orphan, where a pigtailed youngster tries to murder her family, where it's revealed she is 33. I really maybe should read at least two paragraphs of the stories before I begin, shouldn't I? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. My apologies. What a what a fucking amateur shit show this is. My apologies. I should have done at least some, but I wanted to save it as a surprise. Any yeah. Hey, it's not my fault. It is kind of my fault, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but as far fetched as it sounds, this is the astonishing defense put forward by a mum of three and parenting author shockingly accused of felony neglect by abandoning her adopted daughter. Christine Barnett, 45, and her ex-husband, Michael Barnett, 43, are alleged to have dumped Ukrainian-born Natalia Grace at an apartment in Lafayette, Indiana in 2013 before moving to Canada one month later and breaking off contact. What? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Natalia, if you could just jump out right here. Uh, yeah, we left some candy for you uh, back there behind this building. Just go find it. It's a fun little game that we like to play. And uh, we'll be here when you get back. And she has rounded the corner. Drive, Michael, drive! <laughs> Sorry. But <laughs> police say, that's fucked, by the way. Like... You better hope this chick is a Ukrainian-born sociopath who's masquerading as a child. Otherwise, 
this shit's fucked. Police say the girl was left to fend for herself for three years, despite having a rare form of dwarfism that means she is three feet tall and has problems walking. What? Three years? Like, no one picked up on, oh, there's a nine-year-old walking around by herself. Anyway, back to what I'm doing. (laughs) But in an exclusive interview with the Daily Mail TV at an undisclosed location, Christine insists there's a major flaw in their case. Natalia was not a nine-year-old. As charging documents claim, she was actually 22. Barnett claims the true victims are her and her family who were terrorized for years by the mysterious imposter who threatened to stab them in their sleep, pushed her towards an electric fence, and poured bleach in her coffee. This is some serious claims, dog. I, I know that, like, my first thought is, holy shit. And then my rational brain kicks in and goes, dog, you better have some evidence for this. You better have some evidence. The movie Orphan is exactly what happened. She would make statements and draw pictures saying she wanted to kill family members, roll them up in a blanket and put them in the backyard, she told the Daily Mail TV. She was standing over people in the middle of the night. You couldn't go to sleep. We had to hide all the sharp objects. What the fuck? Dog. Dog. It took, in the movie Paranormal Activity, it took like one bang in the night for them to set up like 37 camcorders to start documenting this shit if i adopt a kid and they're like here's you here's a here's a picture of mummy and daddy dead in blankets in the backyard and here's me standing over you in the middle of the night threatening to kill you what the fuck get a lock dog second of all get a nest camera for like 80 bucks fuckhead (laughs) sorry but if my newly adopted child is threatening to murder me i'm gonna get a get a get a lock at the very least like holy shit then an s cat all of them just go one shop go out and get them all in one shop come home set them all up and fucking start collecting some evidence is there a return policy on adoptions i'm not sure um I saw her putting chemicals, bleach, Windex, something like that in my coffee. And I asked her, what are you doing? She said, I'm trying to poison you. (gasps) What's your response to that, by the way? Oh, no. Silly. Don't poison mummy. Silly little goose. What What are you trying to poison mummy for? Silly little goose, the Windex doesn't go in mummy's coffee, it goes on the windows. Silly goose. Talk about like being a being real shit at like trying to murder people, by the way. You don't tell them. You don't tell them you're trying to murder them. If you get caught in the act, you just go, fuck. I just my brain tried to think of what my excuse would be if someone caught me putting bleach in their coffee. There's, there's, there is no excuse for that. Oh, I thought it was milk. Do you not store the milk under the sink? I'm sorry. I thought this was, I genuinely thought this was milk. Silly me. The media is painting me to be a child abuser, but there is no child here, said Barnett. Natalia was a woman. She had periods. She had adult teeth. She never grew a single inch which would happen even with a child with dwarfism. (laughs) 
she's sitting there. This is a long period of time to be racking up like some some evidence. Like I noticed that she never grew an inch. I measured her every night after the bleach incident. I bought a measuring tape and I measured her every evening. That's right. She stood over me while I was sleeping. I stood over her while she was sleeping. I measured her. Didn't grow an inch. The doctors all confirmed. <laughs> Sorry. A lot of yelling in this episode. My apologies. The doctors all confirmed she was suffering with a severe psychological illness only diagnosed in adults. Okay. She was jumping out of moving cars. She was smearing blood on mirrors. She was doing things you could never imagine a little child doing. Holy fuck. Maybe she's... Oh, possessed. Possessed. Before criminal charges were leveled uh, at them September 11th, Barnett and ex-husband Michael were hailed as exemplary parents who raised child genius Jake Barnett. If this kid's a child genius, then I should be able to copy, name, paste, and search Jake Barnett. Um, Jake Barnett is presently an American physics student and child prodigy. However, his parents never knew that he was, because at the age of two, Jake was diagnosed with autism, uh, Asperger's syndrome. Jake's parents were crushed when they were told that he may never talk or read ever again. He's 21 years old and he's an American physics student and child prodigy. Okay, no, there's a, there are articles about this kid being a child genius. God damn. Okay. One part of her story checks out. Okay, I'm just saying. Hey, we're collecting some evidence of our own on this podcast. Okay. Diagnosed with autism at age two. Again, if I just continue reading, this is my fucking problem. If I just continue reading the article... For three more seconds, it has the information in it for me. They've done the they've done the work. I'm working harder, not smarter here. Diagnosed with autism at age two, Jake nonetheless had his first academic paper published at twelve, and was fi- uh, and by fifteen was studying at a prestigious physics institute. He had a paper published at twelve. Well, I mean, anyone can publish a paper, but did the peer reviews come back and say this is gobbledygook? Half of, for, half of this is crayon drawings of a stick figure family. Why did you even submit this? <laughs> Was it? Oh, no, because if it gets published, it has to have been peer reviewed. I don't know. I, I don't know how all that fucking works. His story was featured in a 2012 episode of CBS 60 Minutes, but it was the shy girl who sat to his left at the family dinner table that would one day prompt all to would one day prompt altogether more sinister headlines. Ooh, okay. <laughs> the Barnett's experienced foster the Barnett's experienced foster parents who ran a child's daycare from their Westfield, Indiana home, collected the curly-haired youngster from Florida in May 2010. While living with the Barnett's, Natalia's adoption was completed in November that year. In a frank and tearful interview with the Daily Mail TV, Christine Barnett insisted that she treated the new addition to her family as if she were her own biological daughter. Up until what point, though? Because, like, this chick was, like, smearing blood around and saying, and poisoning your coffee. Hey, if you've if you've got a kid, <laughs> I want to know. Tweet me. <laughs> or send me an email. Uh, slotfestpodcast at gmail.com. 
that email will eventually change, but that's it for now. Or you can DM me on any of the socials at One Weird Podcast. If your actual kid was point was putting bleach in your coffee and you asked them, "Hey, hello, my flesh and blood, a fruit of my loins, what are you what are you doing there?" and they say, "Oh, well, I'm just poisoning you, uh, mummy slash daddy." What's your response to that exactly? I'd love to know. Uh, she had no hesitation in accepting Natalia, despite learning she had a bone growth disorder named. Well, okay, here we go. Ring a ding ding. Let's time to time to fuck this up. Spondylopemetaphyseal dysplasia. Fucking nailed that. <laughs> nailed it. Didn't <laughs> didn't fumble over that one. Uh, which causes short stature, skeletal abnormalities, and problems with vision. I always wanted to have a larger family, and I had very severe complications in my pregnancies and when I, and was unable to have more children, uh, Barnett explained. I also, at the time, had a very privileged life. Okay. Okay, just tune your own horn in your article. <laughs> I felt that if I had the ability to help another person in the world, then I, then I wanted to do it. Oh, see, now I look like the bloody goofster, don't I? I'm out him goofing on someone who's... Make, trying to make a difference in people's lives. Shame on me. Shame on me. You know, since doing this podcast, I've become to realize that I'm a very, very loud and boisterous person. I was, all, I was always aware of that, but never more so than from doing this podcast. Did that sentence make sense? I hope it did. Um, very loud. Very loud. I'm sorry. Thank God I run this through um, compression and equalization so I don't blast your eardrums out of your face. Um, (laughs) All of that has nothing to do with this podcast. I'm an idiot. Given just 24 hours to complete an emergency adoption, the couple race to an adoption center in Florida to sign the paperwork and meet their six-year-old daughter. See, that's this is what I'm always saying. You can't let people rush you into making a decision. Generally, if someone's trying to rush you into making a decision, it's because there's something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, if someone's pushing you to be like, oh, you know, well, I, you know, there's only, only 12 more hours I can give this great deal on this brand new Jeep Cherokee. So, you know, sorry, if you come in, if you come in more than 12 hours from now, I just can't give it to you at the great, great price I'm giving it to you now. I wish I could, but I just can't. So you'd have to sign the paperwork today to get it at that great price. Lemon, they are selling you a lemon. <laughs> hey, welcome back to financial advice it's a small section of uh, that i've sliced into this podcast and if someone's trying to rush you into making a decision it's because they know they're trying to fuck you on something that's my belief <laughs> hey don't let people rush you into making decisions okay you take as much goddamn time as you need and see what happens uh, a 24-hour emergency adoption quick Get a kid, but only in the next 24 hours, what happens? Ends up being a goddamn little psychopath. See? Case in point. Case in point. This article proves my point. Thank you. This has been another episode of, um, was it James's financial advice? Money advice? Economic problems with James signing out. The title changes each week. 
They gleaned precious few details of her background. Natalia had been in the US for two years, had a Ukrainian birth certificate reading September 4, 2003, and needed a home immediately because her previous adoptive parents suddenly gave her up for undisclosed reasons. Ring-a-ding-ding, red flag! Red flag! 24-hour adoption period, emergency adoption. This kid will not be up for adoption. Uh, this is kind of like the uh, rugs a million sale, like weekend sales of child adoption. Come on down to uh, Larry's Orphanage and pick up yourself a kid, but only for the next 24 hours. She was returned for undisclosed reasons. That should tell you everything you need to know. There's problems here. Out of compassion for their situation, I didn't want to press them for information on what had gone wrong. Uh, are you out of your goddamn mind? I would have said, look, dude, I want to know every fucking, every detail, every minor detail, the minutia, what went wrong, what happened, what was the sitch, did she try and poison them, did she stand over them at night time with a knife, yes or no, I need to know these things. Out of compassion, I didn't want to ask. Are you serious? Natal- I'm just saying. It, it, there's so many red flags in this that I can't believe at no point anyone was just like, oh, hold on a second. Shouldn't we take a fucking minute to figure out what's going on here? A 24-hour emergency adoption plus she was returned and for undisclosed reasons. Can we get any more red flags? Oh, when we went in to pick her up, she was covered in blood, someone else's blood, and was holding a knife. Uh, We didn't want to press her for details on it, but anyway, we took her home. It's like, dog, come on. Over the next few days, (laughs) I'm just noticing how much I yell. I'm very sorry. Uh, Natalia was extremely nervous. You could see she was going to need a lot of support and care. We did notice immediately in the parking lot that she couldn't walk. There was nothing in the paperwork stating that. Over the next few days, the couple showered Natalia with attention, taking her to Disney World, enjoying ice creams, treats, and playful pillow fights with her three three brothers to slowly bring her out of her shell. When they took Natalia to a beach for the first time, she did something that would leave the couple speechless. The boys rushed into the water and Natalia wanted to be carried into the ocean. Michael and myself were physically exhausted, so we asked her to wait just a few minutes. With that, she got up and ran into the ocean. I remember looking at Mike and thinking, what's going on? She couldn't walk a second ago, and now she got up and ran? Barnett grew more alarmed when she saw the little girl naked for the first time. I was giving her a bath and I noticed she had full pubic hair. I was shocked. I just had been told she was six years old and it was very apparent she wasn't. This is weird, dude. There were further clues to an apparent uh, deception. Natalia shunned dolls and toys and sought the company of teenage girls and appeared to use sophisticated vocabulary way beyond someone her age. Yeah, at what point is it a dead giveaway that this chick's like 30 years old? When she's making herself a coffee in the morning, she's reading the newspaper and having a cigarette on the balcony. (laughs) Like, oh, she didn't want to play with dolls. It was so weird. And she kept talking about my, she kept talking to my husband about the current uh, economic climate and 
a lot of social issues, very concerned with the environment she seemed to be. Um, very strange, you know, very out of character for a six-year-old. She didn't have any trace of foreign accent, and when the family asked a Ukrainian friend to speak in their native language, Natalia didn't understand or describe her homeland. At the time, I ran a little school, and I remember she said to me, these children are exhausting. I don't know how you do it. Wait, what? At the time, I ran a little school, and I remember she said to me, these children are exhausting. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) A six-year-old said that to you? What? She's just like, oh my God. I remember back when I had my second kid, you know, and I just sort of got rid of him. I couldn't do it. I'll tell you what, mom. I just could not handle it. I don't know how you how you put up with these with this classroom of kids all day, you know. Um, I used to be an executive assistant and you know, that was enough stress for me. And, you know, I mean, I'm six. I mean I'm six. Um uh toys and candy and stuff. I was like, you're supposed to be a child yourself. It was like something another mum would say as she dropped her kids off. It's very hard to decipher how old she is because she has such a unique look. But at the time, I started to believe she was probably a teenager. How do you have that suspicion and not like... I, I, don't, I, I don't even know how you live in this situation. You're like, oh, hey, Natalia, quick question. I know you're six. Are you like 16 though, dog? I had suspicions that my six-year-old daughter was actually a teenager. Like, isn't that the most... That's one of the most bizarre things I've ever heard. And to actually live and experience that would be fucking insane. But I didn't have any regrets. This is what I wanted to do. I felt overwhelming love for her. Barnett says she soon began finding bloody clothing in the trash, suggesting Natalia was having her period and trying to conceal the evidence. She sought out the help of her family physician who ordered bone density tests to establish Natalia's age. When the results suggested the little girl was indeed at least 14 or older, Barnett says she switched the princess outfits and pink dresses for more appropriate clothes. But as questions swirled around her age and true identity, Natalia's behavior began to deteriorate. Barnett recalls watching a ghast on a baby monitor as Natalia attacked a boy when she was out of the room. Attacked a baby boy when she was out of the room. Jesus. When they attended therapy together, Natalia scoffed at the childish bonding exercises. By 2011, Barnett says that Natalia was smearing bodily fluids on walls, making death threats, and hearing voices as her mental health broke down. Natalia would spend the next year or so being treated for various psychiatric disorders, spending days to weeks at a time at the St. Vincent Indianapolis Stress Center. When Barnett claimed she tried to drag her onto an... What? When Barnett claimed she tried to drag her onto an electric fence during a 2012 birthday outing, Natalia was placed long-term at a state-run psychiatric unit because she allegedly posed a risk to others. It was during treatment that Barnett insists that Natalia confessed to being far older than she appeared. Barnett presented Daily Mail TV with a trove of paperwork that appears to confirm her version of events and the healthcare and that healthcare professional shared her grave concerns. One clinical therapist in 2012 said Natalia claimed to them that she was 18. Then at LaRue Carter Hospital in Indianapolis in June 2012, staff said she had described how she had tried to kill family members and had no remorse about it, with Natalia going as far to describe it as fun to staff. 
and you let her out, huh? Okay. Hey, you know how everyone thinks I'm six? I'm actually 18. Tried to kill my family once. All right. Oh, I get to go home. All right. Peace, guys. See you later. Most revealing of all is perhaps a letter from the Barnett's primary care physician, Andrew McLaren, MD, dated March 2012, in which he says Natalia's 2003 birth date was clearly inaccurate and that Natalia had made a uh, career out of pretending to be a young child. He said Natalia fooled him, her parents, and other physicians. It's terrifying, but also kind of rad. <laughs> kind of kind of cool, you know, that you could fool this many people. I'm so Hey, sometimes you've got to, even when you don't want to, you've got to acknowledge that, uh, you know, credit where credit's due. Some people are just good at fooling. And she appears to be very good at fooling. You know, that's her, that's her thing. Sometimes it's impressive. Um, It was also in 2012 that police first began asking questions, although correspondence reviewed by the Daily Mail TV suggests that they were trying to establish whether an immigration fraud took place before the Barnetts had any involvement with Natalia. Yeah, this full-grown adult did uh, somehow sneak into the country and make people think she was six. So probably some fraud there. Detective Scott Klaus of the Westfield City Police Department told them via email that he had referred the case to the FBI and ICE because he suspected there was, quote, false age reporting prior to Natalia leaving Ukraine. Okay, so she has... So so it is the plot line to orphan then. Because you've got... So the FBI shows up and is like, hey, real quick, um, that girl that you adopted all those years ago or whatever... Um, we've sort of been looking into that and turns out maybe she isn't as young as she claimed she is because there was like some fraud around, uh, the age on her documents and stuff. So have you guys noticed anything strange, anything you want to, you know, maybe report to us, anything that might make you think that your six year old is a full grown adult, anything Klaus died of cancer four years ago, but Captain James Lilly, a former colleague, told Daily Mail TV that he vaguely remembered the case. He did not think the FBI pursued it further. Cool. So it was one dude heading up the whole sitch, huh? And then he fucking passes away. So they're like, well, I don't know. Should someone else pick up the cases he was looking into? Nah, that's cool. Fucking Jesus. In 2012, the Barnetts successfully applied to Marion County Superior Court in in Indianapolis, Indiana, to have Natalie's age corrected so she could receive the appropriate psychiatric treatment for an adult. And were they like keeping this from her the whole time? I suppose you've got to be doing this in secrecy, huh? Otherwise, maybe, you know, someone starts standing over your bed more at night. Maybe someone starts standing over your bed with a knife at night. In documents seen by Daily Mail TV, Judge Gerald S. Zor accepted the couple's allegations were true and revised Natalie's date of birth to September 4th, 1989, changing her age from 8 to 22. <laughs> so, and no one's, uh, like, at that point, I guess, well, I guess maybe the adoption, wait, how is she being charged with, like, negligence so they dropped her off at this place right 
uh, I'm assuming after all of this happened, again, (laughs) that's probably explained in the next sentence that I haven't read. (laughs) But if the judge changed the date and is like, no, yeah, this, this chick isn't fucking eight dog. She's 22. So can you be child with, can you, sorry, can you be charged with child neglect then? Because she's not a child. She's 22. You abandoned a 22 year old on the side of the road. So uh, I'm confused. I'm confused. At this stage, Barnett points out Natalia was considered an adult by the state of Indiana and was legally responsible for herself. That's what I'm saying. Even so, Barnett says she and her husband rented an apartment for Natalia when she was discharged from secure psychiatric care in August 2012 and placed under the supervision of state healthcare provider Aspire Indiana. They further helped her get a social security number, apply for benefits, food stamps, and an ID. When Natalia caused problems at the property and was evicted, They stepped in again to prevent her from being homeless, renting a new apartment for her in Lafayette. What the fuck? Tippecanoe. Tippecanoe County. Okay. Barnett said she was communicating daily with Natalia and even came up with a plan for Natalia to enroll in college to get her high school diploma and study cosmetology. These people are still going out like it's total saints still going out of the and this is after the chick tried to poison her coffee is still going out of her way to be like we're gonna rent you a fucking apartment we're gonna get you you know your id we're gonna get you into college okay you fucked up at that place that's fine we'll get you another apartment we're still gonna help you with everything and it's like how 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 would how do people this kind and considerate and compassionate exist? <laughs> this person lied about... It. How does your brain go like, oh, no, not six, uh, 22. Okay, um, well, now I guess we'll get rid of all the kids' shit and we'll get her a, her own apartment, I guess? It's like the leap that you have to take for that, but you're still on board and helping this girl? Wow. Wow. This lady needs like a purple heart or something. No, purple heart's an army one. Never mind. She needs a good citizen badge. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I said I've been taking care of her as an adult. I will do one more year of financial aid, the exact same thing I'm doing for all my children, she said. I co-signed the lease and paid the rent up front for a year. Gee, God damn, you're doing all right. I did everything you would do when you send your child off to college. I helped her with groceries and bought furniture at Target for her. I was optimistic. She had a concrete plan for her life. She had food stamps. She had social security income for the rest of her things. She had demonstrated she was able to live. By 2013, Barnett had published a memoir about Jacob, now age 21, entitled The Spark, A Mother's Story of Nurturing, Genius, and Autism. That same year, they moved to Canada so Jacob could attend the Premeter Institute for Theoretical Physics in Waterloo, Ontario, leaving Natalia behind at her rented apartment. By then, however, Barnett says Natalia had vanished and stopped returning her calls. Barnett told Daily Mail she feared Natalia had stopped taking her medication and was probably posing as a child again for another unsuspecting family. So this is just maybe her thing. This is what she does. I found a little pink dress in her closet and a little pink bicycle parked beside her house. 
I would have forced her back into treatment, but I couldn't do that any longer because she was an adult. She discontinued communication with me. When I did, what I did get was a letter in the mail stating that she had changed Michael from the beneficiary of her social security income to someone else. <laughs> so they like rock up to her shit and it's like filled with kids clothes. She's back doing this to someone else. Hey, <laughs> can could you imagine the mum and dad of the the new, um, the her new parents, and they're like, "Hey, um, Sandra, I was just sort of I was thinking this today. It's really strange, actually. Where does our six year old daughter go all day? Because she's definitely not kicking it at the house. So I was just sort of wondering where our six year old daughter disappears to occasionally." Um, and then just sort of shows up again on her pink bike. I don't know. It's really weird. It's because she's got her own fucking apartment. Last time we spoke on the phone, she told me she was cooking spaghetti for her new family. That's haunting. That's terrifying. Uh, you know what? I would just go, oh, fuck it. Changing my numbers. We're moving. We're changing address. We're ghosting her. We are ghosting this tiny little psychopath. P- done washing my hands of it someone else's problem now uh, i did not abandon anyone i went to canada to, fur- to further my son's education these accusations are absolutely devastating the tippecanoe county sheriff's department meanwhile presents a very different version of events a september 11 affidavit of probable cause obtained by daily mail tv states that an expert at the peyton manning children's hospital named dr riggs carried out bone density tests on natalia in june 2010 it concluded she was aged approximately eight years old a further a further skeletal test carried out two years later at the same facility concluded she was around 11 years old the affidavit reveals that it was natalia herself who told police in 2014 she had been quote left alone when her adoptive parents moved to canada with cops concluding she was, quote, reliable, she was a, quote, reliable and credible witness. This 11-year-old that you've talked to once, okay, that you know nothing about. It does not explain, however, why detectives waited five years to put allegations to Michael Barnett, who divorced Christine in 2014, married and resettled back in Indiana. The document says that when an officer spoke with Michael on September 5th, he admitted he knew all along that Natalia was a minor child when she was allegedly abandoned what what but they had her legally changed to 22 furthermore the affidavit adds michael barnett admitted christine barnett told natalia to tell others natalia looks young but was actually 22 however his indianapolis based attorney terence kennard denied that his client made any such admission of guilt (laughs) uh yes my wife uh told our daughter to tell everyone she was 22 uh, sorry, what's that? Oh, I've admitted a crime. Uh, well, now I'll hand this over to my lawyer. Uh, yes, as Michael's lawyer, I would like to say that uh, he made no such admission of guilt. And we shall move on. Police knocked on Michael's door and spoke to them for three hours without an attorney present. The statement he gave was clearly taken out of context. <laughs> my client and I have absolutely no idea why the district attorney has chosen to level these accusations against my client, Christine. The affidavit has been very selective in the medical reports it has chosen to cite. As for Natalia, neither the Barnetts nor their attorneys, nor seemingly anyone else involved in the baffling case, appears to know her whereabouts. Um, that's because she's rocking around as a six-year-old again in someone else's household. 
And despite the possibility she is now 30, Natalia's full court records will remain sealed until a court decides otherwise because adoption cases are treated as confidential. Even though she is potentially a 30-year-old masquerading as a child. Okay. She last saw her adoptive father when... Uh, when the final chapter in their painful, confusing relationship played out at Tippecanoe Circuit Court in 2016. There, a couple named Antoine and Cynthia Manns unexpectedly applied to become Natalia's guardians, which meant proving she was a minor and restoring her original birth date. The Barnett's filed an objection, claiming Natalia was an adult. Records are not publicly available, but Daily Mail TV has established that a judge ordered a fresh hearing to establish Natalia's age, which Michael Barnett and a number of experts um, giving evidence. Natalia was living on her own and a couple wanted to become her guardians, thinking she was a child. The couple tried to overturn the 2012 result. Like, she is an adult. She was living in an apartment by herself. She was looking at going to college. She was, like, buying furniture at Target. She was collecting, like, social fucking... Security? Is that what it is? I don't know. It's America stuff. Daily Mail asked the Tippecanoe County Prosecutor's Officer in Lafayette for comment. Chief Deputy Prosecutor Jason J. Biss responded, Pursuant to Rule 3.6 and Rule 3.8 of the Indiana Rules of Professional Conduct, a prosecutor is prohibited from making extrajudicial or out-of-court statements, including public comments, which would have a prejudicial impact on a case or defendant. Just say, I can't talk about it. Um, it's in court. Can't talk about it. Easier. Easier to do that. I would defer you to the contents of the public court record. Fucking shut up, cunt. Just just say, I can't, it's in court. I can't talk about it. With, with Christine and with Christine and Michael both vociferously proclaiming their innocence. It is a question that will likely not go away. I've been cooperative the whole time. I've been truthful with people the whole time, said Christine, choking back tears. I'm being charged by the state of Indiana for crimes against a child when the state of Indiana has determined multiple times that Natalia was an adult, added Christine, who asked for her location to remain to remain confidential over threats her family have received. From day one, this was a mission of love. But when you bring a child into your home, you expect them to be a child. To be accused of this is unconscionable to me. It's just horrifying. Christine Barnett surrendered to authorities on September 19th and was released after posting a $5,500 bond. Ex-husband Michael surrendered to Tippecanoe County Jail in Lafayette on September 18th and was immediately released after having his mugshot taken and posting $5,000 bail. He is due to appear at a hearing in Tippecanoe Superior Court in Lafayette on September 24th. So that has already happened. This is insane. So essentially what happens is mom adopts a psychopath, thwarts her attempts to murder her, poisoning her coffee, and then goes, you know what? Love you so much. Going to set you up for life. Here's an apartment. You're actually 22. So I'll help you out with that. Get you some furniture. Oh, wait. You've disappeared back to another family to continue to commit, um, I don't know, play out some kind of psychopath fantasies that you have about being a child and murdering your family. So done and dusted with this. Oh, wait, now I'm getting charged because the same people who said you are 22 are now saying you're not 22. So the takeaway from this episode, obviously, is that the um, the judicial system is infallible. It's flawless. Uh, it works. And, you know, if you ever have an issue, it's good to know that the truth will come out in court and no bad things have ever happened as a result of um, being taken to court 
or going to court. So, you know, that's that's going to do it for this episode, but head over to slopfestpod.com to get more in-depth show notes, images, and bespoke cover art for this and previous episodes. There will be pictures of the family up on slopfestpod.com. Um, so, go check that out. And I don't know, man, you got to see this kid. There's going to be a poll on the Twitter. Go to the Twitter right now, at One Weird Podcast, and it's just going to say 822. Let me know how old you think this chick is. Slop a follow on the socials. Hey, at One Weird Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or feel free to send me any of your weird news story findings. Uh, you can do that through direct message. That's where a lot of people have been doing it on Instagram. That's where I've been spending the most of the time uh, on Instagram. Do love me some Instagram. Uh, or you can email them, slopfestpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that will eventually change. We're going, I'm going through changes. Uh, tweet me, who was who sung that one? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Trying trying some stuff out with the content, obviously, which I've mentioned in other episodes. Um, the name of the show will obviously be changing, and all the artwork, and obviously the links have changed now. Like Ozzy said it best, I'm going through changes, but um you know it's a crazy train all aboard that kind of stuff you know sometimes you just go into the void and you know you get a little little paranoid but you have to remember you know be like iron man and um just sort of um or a, a child of grace you know just try to um <laughs> you know try not to really get crushed of the hand hand of doom and um you know, is God dead? You know, it's it's questions like these that you really sort of need to ask yourself. You know, who's the master of your reality is um is a good question as well. But um for me personally it's the wizard. But um, you know, Neon Knights were they were okay as well. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go now, uh feeling like a uh, bit of a loner. And all right, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm going to stop. You're probably being driven along by the wheels of confusion, but okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Man, sometimes this podcast, it can just be heaven and hell. Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) The dumbest bit (laughs) on this podcast. Anyway, head over to the socials, head over to the website, Share the podcast with a friend, you know, tell a tell tell a loved one and uh I'll see you next time you dirty woman. <laughs>